Welcome to the Invincible Innovation Show, the podcast for changemakers. Each week, I talk to the most fascinating entrepreneurs and innovation leaders about innovation, strategy, and design. Hey, hello everyone. So happy to see you again. And today we're asking, how should we measure innovation? Welcome to Invincible Innovation Live. I'm Adima Zorkario, innovation and value creation expert, and I'll be your host. And today with me, I have Andreas Larsen. Hey, Andreas. Hey, it's great to be here. Great to see you. Management consultant and PA consulting. And I'm so happy to talk to you. We've talked in the past, and it was so interesting. So we have another opportunity now. And, and I'm happy that you're here. I'm, I'm sure it'll be a great conversation. Sure. So we are live on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Facebook. And you are all invited to join the discussion and ask questions. And then let's start. How could we measure innovation better? Yeah, it is a really, really, it's a great topic, but also really a challenging topic from my mind. I think many leaders having, are having trouble with this. How do we actually measure innovation? It's, it quickly becomes very intangible and, and thus it's, it's very hard to, to measure. Right. From, from my point of view, it's, it's important to start not necessarily with the how to measure, um, because if you don't have the, the basics right, if you don't start with why to measure, where to actually measure something, what to measure, then it's, it's almost impossible to actually answer uh, how to, to, to measure it. So I think it's, it's important yeah. to have the, the, the basics right first. Sure. And I think that the fact that you're measuring something will give you the possibility to, to decide on the way better. And because innovation is very complex and hard and sometimes it takes time, we need a way to know that we are in the right direction. Um, and, and it depends if we see it only from the financial part or we see it from the way the, the, um, the leaders are acting or from the results of this project or the pro- portfolio itself. So it's really hard to, to, to think about it. And I think this is one of the reasons that innovation is so hard and sometimes failing in many companies. Yeah, exactly. I think you're just uh, on point because there are, there are many, uh, several at least different aspects to, to measure when talking about innovation measurement. And if uh, none are measured, you really need to ensure that you have some other uh, foundations or some other characteristics that really help facilitate innovation, right? Um, that's that's really key. I mean, measurements won't do it all uh, at all, actually. Um, but it can help companies to actually uh, frame and succeed with innovation if they are applied right. So let's say we have uh, we've done like a few years of innovation. We have a few projects going, and and we're doing and training the teams all of the time, and we're on the right direction. How mm-hmm. could we measure what we're doing better? Yeah, I think the, the first uh, the first critical thing here to, to ask oneself is that the, the company's um, way of delivering innovation, meaning the process of creating innovation that we want to, to measure to improve, or is it the innovation initiatives or the projects themselves that, that we want to, to measure? Right. So that's, right. that's at least from my mind the, the first distinction that, that needs to be made. So you would divide it into first 
the process itself of innovation and creation and, and maybe more the soft skills of the teams and the way they, they do what they're doing, which is one thing. And the second one is the results of the projects and how they are going and what are they delivering, right? Yeah. And so yeah, exactly. I think that's, that's at least one way of dividing it. That, that there needs to be some... Um, some way of structure and your thinking around it. And I have experienced that some talk about innovation as the process of creating the innovation and some talk about it only as the, the end product or the offering or the, or the solution. Mm -hmm. So that is at least one way that is quite beneficial to, to divide it, uh, really to, to distinguish and to, to have a focus point. You can easily measure both. Often I would recommend when uh, doing so, uh, that's for sure but just that you have this open conversation so you know what, what you're talking about. Right. I, I feel that maybe measuring the results of a project is much easier than the process. Am I right? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say so, like from, from a very general point of view. It really depends on the case, context, complexity, etc., but I think that the metrics that we have available and that's known in the innovation community or in, in, in business context in general are perhaps more mature within the measuring the results or measuring projects. And I think that's maybe why that, uh, that many would say what, what you are saying as well here. Um, from a personal point of view, I'm not sure I, whether I disagree or, or agree. I think it really depends on, on the context. Uh, which one is, so to say, the, the easiest to, to, to measure. Yeah, C could you give us like an example, a use case that uh, one of your clients were like doing innovation and, and what kind of measurements they used? Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll provide a use case then from uh, the, the, the process point of view or the organizational point of view, how, how they can, can measure innovation. It's, it's in the example here and it's an innovation assessment where that we went in and um right um we took an ss picture of the organizational organization's abilities to actually deliver innovation so in in many other uh, fields so to say you also have ss uh, assessments and it's the same concept here where you define the, the, the critical elements uh, where it's, for instance, is within innovation strategy, innovation leadership, the processes, the internal organization, the external um, collaborations, the capabilities, the learnings, the metrics. So you, you get this holistic perspective, uh, both in terms of the more softer things, uh, the capabilities culture, and also the more harder things, meaning the, the, the governance, the metrics themselves. And then you really assess how mature is this given company within these different categories. Uh, and this really allows some, some quite interesting discussions among uh, especially the, the executives. Now, this was in a scale-up slash uh, small, medium-sized company. Uh, but it really allowed some, some great discussions because based on that picture where you could really a sense that they got an even deeper understanding of their own um, uh, culture within uh, our culture with, with focus on innovation, but also on their structure uh, when thinking about innovation that allows yeah. them to have these discussions for where do we then actually want to go based on, on their strategic intent. They could actually quite fast 
see where do we especially need to focus to actually succeed with, with innovation. Yeah, it's really important to see first where you stand in order to, to continue from there. What would be like um, the characteristics, the skills that an innovation leader needs when you measure that, for example? Uh, you, you, uh, can you please uh, reframe? So you say when I measure... When you measure the leadership itself, uh, what are yeah. the things that you think are crucial to do uh, innovation better? What's, what's the innovation leadership uh, characteristics? Yeah, which again, also it depends a bit from, from company to company, of course, and from culture right. to, to culture. But, but some of the key elements that just uh, that I've seen again and again is really that it's a leader that dare to take calculated risk, of course, not and just try everything out and, and bumps into the uncertainty with all kind of, of new idea, but, but really dare to take some risks. Uh, also allows the, the employees to, to challenge status quo all the time so that it's actually encouraged to ask uh, all the questions all the time to actually uh, improve both the, 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 the incremental improvements but also challenge some of the fundamentals um, so that that's seen as, as being favorable. Uh, and then it is really em empowering employees to do what they find to be interesting and fun to, to work with. In my right. mind, that's really where some of the great initiatives uh, often come from. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think it's really important uh, not only to measure, but to think about how to incentivize uh, the leaders in order to do so. Because you can say, yeah, it's really nice to, to dare and, and to think out of the box and do things differently and, and challenge the status quo, but maybe it's, it's contradictory to what they're really measured as a manager or uh, their departments, uh, how they, they are measured the success uh, in the departments and so forth. Um, and an example that I was gave like a, a few days ago is uh, if you want to, let's say, use AI and you really want to use this technology and you want to try it out, sometimes um, you get incentivized by the number of people underneath you and AI could replace some of them, and then you're very reluctant to, to use it, for example. So um, it's not only seeing like innovation as part of what you're doing, but it's like how you really seeing uh, the, the organization as a, as a whole, I, I guess. Absolutely. I think you are just on point here. Again, it comes back to that having, or having that holistic perspective to, to innovation so that you are not just focusing on a few elements, uh, but, but really having this uh, structured and holistic way of thinking about innovation within your company. And what would be like the challenges that innovation leaders face today? You know, like we are in the middle of the corona crisis, we have so many challenges. Yeah. What would be these challenges? Yeah, as you say, there are so many challenges. Yeah. Uh, really, uh, it's 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 very complex to be innovation leader to, today. It's complex to be any leader today. I think that right. many leaders have have learned so much over the past uh, half year or, or now, uh, yeah, approaching nine months or so, um, because there's so much uncertainty. But but talking about innovation leaders specifically, I think there are especially two things that, that pops in my mind and um, one being budget. Uh, I think when, when you're in a crisis, um, regardless of which type of crisis, 
But if it's something that affects the economy and especially your own company, then there will be, uh, of course, uh, someone that, that looks into every budget and, and says, how can we actually ensure that we are using the, the funds right? Um, so, so some uh, innovation leaders have experienced that, that they suddenly have a quite uh, a smaller budget. Others have just had a lot of fights, a lot of political disagreements within the companies for how to, to allocate the funds, which can be as damaging as actually having the funds removed uh, altogether. Um, mm. So, so that's, that's really one of the elements that, that I would say. Uh, the second is that the pressure to actually deliver innovation results sooner has increased. So in other words, your innovation life cycle, so to say, has really um, shortened um, because at least that's, that's the pressure that the innovation leaders are facing, that they really are pressured to deliver some re uh, results sooner. Yeah. In general, I think that uh, innovation takes time and sometimes uh, the stakeholders are not really aware of how long will it take. And, they, and, and the innovation leaders want to hope that it will take sh a shorter time and then the promises sometimes are for shorter times. And, and it's really hard to think as a VC when you're a co corporate. It's hard to have this mindset. Um, and and I really understand the fact that that organizations are rethinking about their budgets, and 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 innovation in many cases is something that uh, is like uh, you putting seeds in the ground and they are not really flourishing all the time and mm -hmm. not as you wanted. Exactly. So so it really makes sense. On the other side, because everything is changing and. You cannot do anything about it. Everything, the, the market is changing, the economy is changing, the users are changing, the clients, your clients are changing, whatever. Um, it, it, just to postpone it and hope nothing will happen is like, a, you know, a bit like closing your eyes and saying, okay, we'll go back to what we've done. In some cases, you will, but in some cases, you won't. And, and uh, we will be ready. And, and we cannot be ready without really changing. So yeah, it's yeah. like... Um, it's like one thing and the other thing on the same time. So one, one side you're saying, okay, now we're going to focus on our core. On the other side, you're saying, okay, the core might not be as relevant as before. So it's like, you're right. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't like to be an innovation leader and a leader right now in a corporate. It sounds really tough. It sounds it's, really tough. Yeah, it's, it's challenging, but it must also be fun. Uh, even though that it's extremely hard because there are a, um, there is now a great opportunity to actually rethink how you want to to focus on on some of your innovation I, just when the the crisis hit many many uh, companies um what what my recommendation uh, was was to really um use some of your resources that you have in your innovation hub to help the the core business solve some of the critical and urgent problems they had just right away because they, they need to have them solved in a matter of, of weeks. And oftentimes innovation departments have some, some people with, uh, with tools, techniques that are used to dealing with great uncertainty. Uh, so that can at least be one way of just initially um, securing or helping to ensure the, the core business 
and then as the uncertainty is reduced they can um, like go go back and focus on the more long-term strategic uh, innovations yeah. so that is that is one way also to ensure that you have the commitment internally in in the corporate because the the core business can actually see that that you are ready to to support them when when they are on a, a burning platform yeah it really makes sense that you could utilize your uh, capabilities and experience from innovation in order to do other things in the company um, and and I think that you need to be flexible. If you're not flexible, it's really hard to, to act within uncertainty. And, um, and I think that uncertainty is really inherent in innovation because you're, you're looking at the future. Nobody knows what will be currently for sure. And mm -hmm. you're trying to make estimations and theories and hypotheses and, and try them out and as fast as, as you can to, to get some of the answers. But you know that you don't know, which is something that is part of innovation and I think is less part of the core business, um, mm. which you think you know more or you feel you know no more or you do really know more. Yeah. Um, and and I think that maybe this is something that is needed from, from uh, leaders and innovation leaders for sure. Mm, I mean... I innovation and uncertainty are just two uh, intertwined things in, in one way. They are so related that if you don't have uncertainty, then it's hard to have any innovation because then you know all, all the facts. Um, and mm -hmm. that's also why that um, when, when dealing with innovation and with, when dealing with metrics and trying to, to measure innovation, the greater the uncertainty is, the more you need to have different metrics from those of your core business because if you're trying to to measure and control your innovation your horizon three innovation based on the metrics that you use to to run your daily business well of, of course there are some, some things here that that won't go well because they aren't built to to actually help you manage that part of the business um, so what what i recommend is that you focus on not trying to measure the the outcomes or even the financials as you are often doing when you are having your, your core business, but that you, you shift your mindset to actually focusing on measuring the progress of innovation initiatives. Yeah. Because then, then you can really still show some, some traction and it's also much easier to have um, tough discussions with other parts of, of the company and with the executives uh, if you're the, the innovation leader because you can actually through your metrics that you're making progress. Yeah, I think I think it's it's really important to have uh, to see the process, and it's related to a growth mindset. The fact that you see how you're growing and what you're learning on the way, and not only the results, because in innovation you cannot see results in the beginning for sure, and it takes time. And uh, and if you're aimed to a very specific results, you cannot really innovate because you need to to grow and learn on the way and do tests and, and, and go from there, from each test to each test and, and not like, uh, this is what we're building, let's build something very strict, like uh, what we had as a waterfall thing, like da, 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 and now we're going to get there. So it's another way of thinking. And I think uh, what you're saying about measuring the progress and the way that people are uh, acting in, in their daily life, in their leadership, 
It's something which is more, um, it could be used not only for the innovation department, it's, it's for every leader out there. And it's, um, it says that there is a progress, although you don't see the numbers all the time, especially uh, it's hard to see numbers when every, all the economy is, is going down. So how can you see a number with something which is really young? It's like a, an internal startup. And like any startup, uh, you need to add to be like to see it as as it is. And in many cases, when you build something which is so young, you're saying, uh, "Oh, I see. All is uh, has a question, and we're going to address him in, in a few minutes." And um, and in many cases, when when you have something so young, how can you measure it in in parallel to a very your core business, which is like many 20 years old, how can you measure what this is doing and this is doing? Like your young uh, innovation projects are still young and they could go really well, but they cannot really compare in the beginning to what you have in your core, right? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Sense. Yeah, really it does. And I think that the greater the uncertainty is, the, the more you need to, to shift this mindset of wanting to measure uh, outcome and and really focus on measuring the the progress in, instead and yeah. the, what what at least i would recommend is really trying to define the the critical uncertainties within this project and and based on that define your hypothesis and then you can start thinking about how you actually then want to uh, experiment uh, experiment or evaluate that and then you can start to select the metrics so it's again uh, taking things in the right direction. Right. And I'm going to show you what Ule said that this is a good point to measure progress when levels of uncertainty are high. We like to talk about KAI, Key Achievement Indicator, versus KPI until uncertainties are reduced. Thanks, Ule, for, for your comment. Yeah, it really makes yeah. sense. It really, really does. And it, it, it goes back to trying to measure also innovation from different angles, so to say. One way of dividing it was to have some metrics that focus on the, the, the corporate side, the innovation culture and, and the, the, the governance, and having other metrics that focus on the, the specific projects. Another way of, of dividing metrics is really to have some metrics that are leading, some that are lacking, and, and some really that points this um, picture of the as is right now. Um, so having this mix of metrics is really uh, critical uh, from, from my point of view, at least. Yeah. So what do you think that what are like the best tips and practices like change makers and innovation leaders need to need to know? Like if I would have asked you, like, give me a few tips, what would that be? Yeah, it is an excellent question because, of course, it also depends on, on the company, their maturity level, et cetera, et cetera. But if, if we're talking about a, a, a company that, for instance, hasn't this huge commitment from the executive right now, given, given the crisis, rather than trying to uh, establish an incubator or set up the, the 10 uh, innovation metrics that they want to, to use or redesign an office space to something innovation fancy, then I would say um, go do and then deliver some um, perhaps more shorter term but some innovation results that actually proves that you need to have 
even more budget and uh, you can actually structure innovation to increase the uh, the outcomes that that you uh, get if you just get the uh, the sort of say the permissions and the, the buy-in from the executives um, so so that's that's one and that's in the situation where you don't have the the, the level of commitment that you would want from the executives given the crisis at, at the given moment if if we are talking um, in more general terms uh, the the most important things to 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 focus on for an innovation leader or change maker then culture comes to my mind um, it's it's really critical to start there don't start with the metrics that we're talking about today they, they are really good when when you are in the appropriate maturity level where you are trying to have this operating model around your your innovation but if if you just have to really get started and focus on one thing if i only could say one thing then i would say culture yeah yeah i think it's really really important to to have a culture of innovation but when when if you didn't do it it's it's like insurance you need to do innovation all the time and when the crisis happens and, and crisis is only a very big and fast change but it's still a change uh, you have the capabilities to do so and another thing that you mentioned is the buy-in to get the buy-in from the CFO. Um, it's always important and you need to do it all the time, but now it's like you need to prove it even more, uh, I guess, in order to do so. So, so what, what in, in order to get more people from the C-level understanding what you're doing and what, how innovation is important, what, what could an innovation leader do after all? Yeah, that's, that's a great question as well. Um, one thing that is really powerful to do, but often extremely hard, is to uh, invite the, the executive and participate uh, in, in a project. Uh, of course, not in the full project, but say in, in two days, so that they can really uh, understand uh, through their own hands, so to say, and not just through the PowerPoint presentations, how that the innovation teams are working with this more long-term innovation to actually see what, what it means to, to work with a hypothesis, a hypothesis mindset um, and, and work on defining the best way to, to test that and uh, based on that deciding on how to measure it because um, it does for, for many make intuitive sense but really having your your hands uh, into it and, and working alongside a team uh, a team is really really powerful right right i think it's it's really important in general when people are giving their feedback and not in just in general this is what we need if they go into the process and you get there uh, and you do go creation with them and they take part with the process, they are more prone to understand it and to be part of it and to agree to what's going on and not just getting the results in the end. And I think that in general managers, when they just get the PowerPoint with this and this and this is what we think and that's it, it's harder for them to relate in any case. It looks like it's, it's far away from them. And, and, and I, I agree that it's hard because um, their time is limited and they Indeed. need to decide where to place it, right? Um, 
I think that one of the points that were raised in many of the episodes is the ability for telling the story and, and the storytelling capabilities for, for innovation leaders. How can they really get the buy-in and to sell what they're doing within the, the corporate and their organization? Um, which is a very, it's a soft skill, which is very needed in general, I think, for leaders, but for sure for uh, innovation leaders, they want to paint what could the future be. And it's hard. It's hard to do it. It it, it is really hard. Uh, but as you say, it's it's really important because you are talking about the future. Uh, you are talking about a future that involves great uncertainty. So you cannot, in the same way, uh, go out and, and visualize uh, your uh, expected deliveries. Uh, perhaps you might not have defined what your expected deliveries are yet, if if you are talking on on a more strategic uh, innovation level. So in that sense, of course, it is extremely important that, that you are able to actually paint this picture and, and tell the stories in a way that actually um, makes the, the right people have the, the right pictures in their minds, so to say. Yeah. So maybe the, the fact that the C-level doesn't have this buy-in might be the biggest obstacle maybe for innovation. What, what did you say is the biggest obstacle? Not currently in crisis, there, there are no budgets or less budgets, I would say. In general, yeah. what could be? Yeah, I, I agree that it's really an important one, but I would say that the, the largest one is, is culture. I, I would go back to culture because you can have executives that don't really support it and you can still have a culture and you can have employees that works under the radar and really create some some magnificent uh, results. Um, but if you have the executives, on the other hand, that really support and really get the buy-in, there can still be a, quite some other elements internally in the organizations. If, if the culture isn't right, that will, um, so to say, destroy innovation rather than actually uh, facilitate innovation. Yeah, so it's like both. You need to get the from top down and bottom up in the sense exactly. so exactly. you need both directions and, and, and the middle part so to say uh, you, you you really need to to really have innovation that that uh are booming you really need to have your entire organization with you on on that journey and that doesn't mean that everyone should be uh focused on the the long-term more radical innovation far from uh, it means that the right parts of the organization needs to be focusing on the right um, right innovation types, so to say. Yeah. And as we said, it's a challenge because most people in general, it's not related to, to the company itself, but most people don't want to change. It's hard for them to change and to do things differently. Uh, and in order to do it well, you need to know how to change their mindset and the way they're thinking, and which is really hard. Like it, when it, you're it thinking about the middle level, this is what happens in many cases. Yeah, and it's important that, that people want to change and, and can see that future. And it, it again goes back to the ability of painting the right pictures so that it's not something that uh, someone comes and say, now we need a this specific future, which means that you need to do specifically this. It, it needs to be more motivating uh, to actually have... Uh, uh, allow the employees to really feel that they can uh, co-create this this future alongside with their, their great colleagues. Yeah, 
I think that co-creation is part of what you you said about culture, and um, it, it's a different way of thinking about the about your role. Because if you have a definition for your role and, and for you it's strict, you will not try to do something differently or to, to try things which is not in your domain. And co-creation means that we're all doing it together. And if I have a skill that I can help you with or am experiencing something, I can contribute to what you're doing. And which again demands something which is from the organizational point of view and not from I, I myself have, have more time just to go into another department and, and share my ideas, which is like, and, and in order to, to create that, you need to, to change the way people are thinking about their roles and change their organization to be more flexible and less strict, um, which is something that is maybe connected to, to the way um, you think as an individual, like, are you into, like, promoting yourself only in the organization, or you see it as a group uh, coming together. Um, and, and I think it's really challenging, right? Mm. And, and I would say you, you need to have both, so to say, kinds of people if you're really trying to, to box people in here. Uh, and again, it's about having the right people at the right places, uh, at least from my point of view. Yeah, I think it's all connected to people and the way they see uh, what they're doing. It connects to the leaders and this, the way they see the organization and, and the future of this organization. And it's related to uh, people who are doing the, the work from, from the lower part and, and what we call bottom up, the way they see how can they create this change and how can they really go about and execute something which is not exactly what they're doing right now. And, which is like a, currently you're doing a, a, your job is this and you make money out of this, but you need to think what could more be done. It, it doesn't mean that you're doing something which is totally different, which is another thing that you could do, but just getting better all the time is something that is very uh, um, important for, for companies. In, indeed, and it just it, it goes back to this world that is just it's so uncertainty and there's so much complexity. So of, of course, everyone needs to, to involve uh, and really um, increase their capabilities. Some in a more specialist uh, domain, uh, others uh, need to embrace innovation more. Again, it really depends, but, but I'd say for the, for the people working within innovation departments, um, they typically have some quite interesting capabilities around really are really enjoying this uncertainty and really enjoying to really um, jump on uh, onto the train and have some experience with, with different projects where they really learn some, some some great things that they can take into other projects even though that they are completely unrelated they can still uh, make some some interesting uh, learnings from the one project to, to another and sure. I think that's that's a great capability to have. Yeah, and in general, to know how to enjoy uncertainty, this is a capability we all need right now in our personal life and in our workplace and everything. So it, it's a good way to, to think about what we're doing right now, trying to enjoy uncertainty, I would say. And I would like to thank uh, uh, Vivian. Hi, Vivian. Uh, have to see you again. And uh, I think we're almost done. So if people would like to ask you more and to be con in contact with you, where could, you, could they reach you? 
Yeah, everyone is, is more than welcome to, to reach out on, on LinkedIn. And to my knowledge, I'm the only one and that's called Andreas in Larsen. So just feel free to, to reach out. Yeah, I'm sure it could be beginning a very good connection and uh, something interesting. And, and maybe we could really enjoy more the uncertainty that we have right now. This is what we could wish for ourselves for today. So uh, thank you very much, Andres. It's been a pleasure having you here. Absolutely, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, and thank you all the change makers out there uh, joining us and joining us next time. Have a great day. Bye bye. I'm Adima Zaukario, and you've been listening to the Invincible Innovation Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, invincibleinnovation.com, where you can learn more about our programs and my book, Innovating Through Chaos. I'll be waiting for you next week in our next episode. Thank you for listening.